the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Andrea K. I said, Are you gonna be my girl? Thank Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I plan to eat a little bit of that after the show tonight. I'm actually going to be doing some. I know you're not supposed to self medicate with food, but that's how I always make myself feel better because today was kind of a donkey day. I'm going to tell you guys about that in a minute here shortly. Um, but you can tell from at least my laughs at the open of the show how it just does my heart good to be able to come in here and share this time with you guys every night from 6 to 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego, especially you longtime friends of mine out there in social media and Facebook especially. Um, I do love you guys. I mean, you are truly my friends and my family out there, and I lost one of you yesterday, and I am just grieving so much today for it. And so, you know, I started to not even come in today to to do the stu- to the do the show from home cuz top of everything else I smashed my hand in my front door of my home today and it's all swollen and hurting but you know I just had to come in so that I could do Facebook live or streaming there on the answer San Diego I'm not going to say the name of someone I lost because and I've actually got a story to share with you guys because the left has decided that it's not only it may be ghoulish to mock the deaths of those that haven't gotten the shot but it's necessary at this point it's part of uh, just the continuation of Mao's revolution that we see taking place here in the United States. I'm going to share with you guys uh, that latest trend. That's it's actually a real one. It's actually a calculated plan right now going on in this country as well as other breaking news on COVID, breaking news on Biden. Biden took a trip down to GA today. He got the cold shoulder from some people down there. I don't know why he planned to go down today. I guess, I you know. Of course, it has to do with Georgia being, you know, the center of civil rights and MLK Day coming up. But I think he thought he was going to slide down there the day after Georgia won the national championship and thinking that everybody's going to be so uh, on such a high down there from the Georgia Bulldogs winning that that they're going to put up with uh, with that dog of of an occupant of the White House. But uh, anyway, it didn't go as well for him as I think he thought it was going to those topics and more. 888-344-1170. Do follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. All right. I didn't book any guests on tonight's show. It's just going to be me and my partner here tonight. But if you want to call in, 888-344-1170. All right. Got to bring in my buddy. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. And you know, Andrea, maybe you're going to talk about it later on. I'm not quite sure the order of importance for you, but I just have to get off my chest that uh, whoever it is that thought was a good idea to mock the unvaccinated, and if they die, hey, that's a great thing. You know what? Shame on you. That's absolutely sick. Well, it is sick, and it's reminiscent of Mao's Red Guard, which did went around and and did something called struggle sessions. And what they did was they would round people up and they would do it in groups of like two or three or whatever. And they would, they would, um, 
do different tactics and ways to make them struggle and to inflict pain and punishment on them to break them. And in order to gain, gain, um, put, uh, to gain control over them, it's a way to force people into submission. And that's what this tactic is about here. It started actually, there was, I, I didn't mention her, I didn't know her. There was a, a young gal in her 40s who was very uh, prominent in the Republican Party in Orange County who died over the holidays. She was in her 40s. I didn't know anything about her. Beautiful blonde gal. P- people that I knew were close with her. And um, I, I happened to see for some reason it showed up in my feed, her Facebook thread or her Instagram and the comments that people were making where they were literally gleeful at her death because she had been anti-shot mandate and it was absolutely disturbing. We did not see, we have not seen this level of hatred toward Islamic terrorists. It was that level of, of hatred I, it was it was on the level of the night when Osama bin Laden. You know how people were in the streets right. were 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 cheering yeah. his death. It was that, and I and and I don't cheer anybody being being killed. Quite frankly, oh, it's sad regardless of who it is. It, well, it's it's you know I, I think it's sick. I you know I I, I don't understand being gleeful. I, I was happy that the terrorist was taken off the map. And, you know, not, not allowed to implement any other actions of terror, but I don't go, oh, gee, somebody well, was Andrea, shot in that the just head. shows you the level that the left has gotten into the heads of the American people. Well, what what it's about is, is and one of the reasons why this is happening now, I believe, is as you've got more and more reports where the, the CDC, Walensky, is forced to admit that 75% of the deaths are people, including vaccinated, with at least four comorbidities the cat is out of the bag they can no longer they're struggling to try to continue how are they going to get the this percentage of americans that have yet to to get these shots Uh, they're frustrated and they're angry that they're not able to get the rest under submission at the same time that they're forced to admit what's what's actually happening out there they're forced to admit it because there's only so long they can continue to lie to the American people that these shots are going to stop you from getting it and giving it because the, uh, they can't do that anymore. Because if, if they tell you that you're you're going to not be able to spread it or get it if you get the shots, then you're not going to go along with getting boosted, right? And now there's more reports coming out, Andrea, of the doctors seeing these surges in the side effects of these vaccines, called vaccines. Well, not only that, but they're also being forced to admit something right now. In San Francisco, an article is out where this doctor says, quote, the crisis from the Omicron peak is not generated by serious COVID illness in regions with highly vaxxed populations. The crisis we are suffering in the Bay Area is driven by policies that encourage a Asymptomatic testing and subsequent quarantines. The vast majority of COVID plus patients I take care of need no medical care and are quickly discharged. So he goes on to say, so we, we, we do have a crisis in our hospitals right now, but Walensky was forced to admit that 40, at least 40% of the people in the hospitals are there with COVID, but not from COVID. And then we've got a flood because for two years, they've created panic in the minds of people that a case, get testing positive case, uh, a case count equals a casket. And then they've had this push for people to get testing when they're asymptomatic. They've been lying to people that there's asymptomatic, that, um, 
it, being asymptomatic makes you a carrier and makes you just as sick as somebody that's got symptoms, which defies all levels of science. They've got themselves boxed into a quandary because the Biden administration now, they want to continue to push out these lies. But the problem is, is that it's causing his poll numbers to drop because these shortages that they are creating in the hospitals... They're creating a crisis in the hospitals with these policies that they've got. It's not only causing issues with with doctors that are that, think about this. The AMA and the doctors are having a hard time coming out and continue to support the Biden administration when their lives and their hospitals are being made miserable and their own patients now are not. Now we've got San Francisco back to, to where we were, where they're not even going to have and, and same way across the country. Now people are not even going to be able to have elective surgeries and elective surgeries are things like. Hip transplants, knee replacements, cancer, even cancer in some instances, right? And at the same time, so I know it it sounds contradictory, uh, some of what I'm saying, but that's the situation that they're in. Because the situation that they're in is they're trying to continue to push out lies. They can't get ahead of the lies because the truth is coming out. So they're trying to shift their arguments to try to continue to push you to get these shots the Pfizer CEO, he did a YouTube video. I mentioned that Pfizer CEO comes out and brags that uh, that he's going to have a vaccine out within two months for Omicron, right? Let that sink in. Two well, months. Right, two months. So not only is that a rush, which I've talked about, it shows that they're not properly testing for these shots. At the same time, he basically lets the cat out of the bag that the shots they've had before didn't do anything to stop anything, Right. There, when when you tell you you learn pretty quickly in life when you're a kid that if you tell one lie, it's probably going to end up turning into two lies and three lies and six lies and seven lies and ten lies, depending on what you've been lying about, right? And that's the situation they're in. So it's time for for the American people to stop believing. I know I've kind of gotten off track from what the original topic was. I'm going to get back to it about the the mocking and and the ghoulishness. But they're having they're they're at at a time in which their lies are no longer working. They're struggling to gain enough control over the American people, and they're starting to get a real resistance and a pushback. One of the one of the examples of a pushback is that the NCAA has come out and said the first organization to do so has come out and said that they will consider those that have had COVID and recovered equal to those that have been fully vaccinated. That's a huge. That is a great thing. That's a huge announcement, and I haven't heard anybody else talking about it. No, I've I've been watching Andrea various networks all day, searching for stories. This first time I've heard it right here. Yes, that is an absolutely huge announcement, and it's because there's only so long now when you've got New York Times reporting that over ninety percent. Uh, 95% of age 65 and over have had at least one shot. 86% of all adults in the United States, 86% have had at least one shot. I don't know the exact number of those that have been fully vaccinated, but you that but those numbers right there, at least one shot, that's what we were told all that would be needed to get to natural herd immunity, right? I don't know how many have gotten three shots. And then, of course, they've got to shift the definition of being fully vaccinated. But at this point, they've, they're, they're being honest. Walensky said the other day, you know, it, it doesn't stop you from spreading it and preventing it. 
So then the rest of those who haven't either gotten the second shot or maybe they got two, but they haven't gotten three or maybe get, they've got three, but they're not sure if they want to get four. Um, you know, we have been saying for a while, it, there's only so long that the American culture, that our institutions, our businesses, our schools, our sports, our extracurricular can continue along with the insanity. When we've reached a point to where part of the issues with hospitals being crushed right now with staffing shortages is because they've got healthy people that have not had the shot. In part because many of them have had COVID and have natural immunity, they're not allowed to come to work. So COVID positive, sick healthcare workers who have had the shot are the only people allowed on the job. Houston, we've got a major problem. So what, so then what does the left then got to do in order to, when, when, that, when the truth is starting to get out, then they've got to go the way of the struggle sessions. That's when they've got to find some, particularly if they can, some high profile person who has died without getting the shot, and then they're going to consider the, the right appropriate action to, to completely mock in the most disgusting, vile manner that person's death. Now, when Walensky, Nick Nolte has a good article out on Breitbart, and um, you know when when it, and he kind of references the fact that Walensky's come out and said that seven, at least seventy five percent of the patients have died have at least four comorbidities. The number one is obesity, right? I mean, think about this for a second. It, this is akin to saying, basically saying, "Look, you fat pig, you got what you deserved." Would that be acceptable? We know people, we know people die every year in this country from obesity. You think when I've ever watched my 800 pound life, which I don't watch, but I've seen it on the, on the, on the guide on TLC channel. And these people die from weighing 800 pounds because they can't put the fork down. Do you think I'm going to say, look, you fat pig, I'm glad you died. How about that? If some, if, if did I ever back in, in the eighties, when there was supposedly rampant HIV being spread at gay parties, having unprotected sex, do you think I would have ever said, look, you pervert, going and having these gang, whatever, group orgies or whatever, and having unprotected sex, now you've got AIDS, you're going to die? You think I would ever say that? No, because it's disgusting, it's foul, and I don't have an evil heart against it's anybody. Inhumane. It's inhumane. We have the right to make choices in our lives and whatever choice you make and whatever path that takes you down, whether it's whether it's same thing that I, I don't ever gleef am ever gleeful that some celebrity dies of a drug overdose. I'm not gleeful of that. I don't say, well, you drug addict here. You had all the advantages of life and you're filthy rich and you never have to, you know, you can have everything you want and, and, and you, you know, you become a drug addict. No, I would never do that. And that's what the left is doing. To those that have gotten that have decided to not get the shot, our government. Nate Nolte brings out a good point. What the United States was founded on was, and this is what the left was supposed to be about: you go do you, live your life, right? What happened to tolerance? Not anymore. Not anymore. The government's role is supposed to just make sure that nobody's stopping you from living your life, not you getting to decide what lifestyle choice somebody makes. Makes them worthy because they're not making a choice that you want that they're they're worthy that they deserve to die. It's just absolutely disgusting, and I saw that happen with a friend of mine who passed away from COVID on Facebook. This is a man that I was friends with off of Facebook. This was a friendship that developed on Facebook that extended outside of Facebook, and this was a man who loved his family so much, his wife, his children. 
just one of the greatest guys ever, been friends for over 10 years, and I'm just heartbroken today. And it just is disgusting. And, and, and his, his account was deactivated in the last couple of weeks. And I don't know who made that decision, if it was him or his family, but I'm grateful that they did. So that you evil ghouls out there, you buzzards cannot pick the bones of his legacy. Because let me tell you, no matter what you say about a man like that, his legacy is, is one of an incredible, faithful Jewish doctor, husband, father, and grandfather. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to shift gears back over to, uh, well, I'm going to stick a little bit on on the COVID stuff because I'm going to touch on Rand Paul today, but also Ted Cruz and his interesting interviews with the FBI today. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Listen, Project Veritas had put out some really um, interesting information, a, a new video where I guess um, there, uh, this colonel, I guess, in the military, these are Department of Defense emails, where this guy, it, it's kind of an unclear to me because the, the Project Veritas videos from James O'Keefe, it's him talking and describing, but I can't really tell if they're actual documents, some of the stuff he's reading, or if it's, own, it, or if it's his own description of what went down. Um, but basically, it's evidence supposedly within the military that um, they uh, the uh, National Institutes of Health who worked with the um, this Darzac guy uh, that they knew that the the Department of Defense was basically telling them, look, you can't be doing this or, or, or because it's you know outside of. There's a moratorium on gain of function and NIH went ahead and did it anyway. Supposedly, these documents show that they withheld information that ivermectin specifically were because, well, let me back up that because this was engineered in Wuhan Institute of Virology uh, against the moratorium and violation of the moratorium on gain of function, um, that because the way it's it's engineered, um, that's why that masks don't work and distancing don't work as well as the fact that the shots don't work because basically they just inject the same hyper, this highly functioning, hyper functioning thing in, uh, protein into your blood vessels. And that went on to say that, I, that they've known that and withheld that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine worked because they did something differently in the blood supply. What what I I guess what I'm telling you guys is this is what Project Veritas is reporting, but I was not able to to verify it by anybody else. And if you guys have heard of that, you know, uh, if you've seen anything additional, I did some research on it this afternoon. You know, please please share with me if you've got any additional. Post it on my Facebook page. Call in and let me know eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Um, because I I couldn't I couldn't uh, verify it and get any other any other sources for it. This colonel guy um, wrote a statement for it that was not a hundred percent backing it. It was a very veiled, um, very veiled uh, statement. So that's that's all I can say about that. In terms of Rand Paul going at Fauci today in these hearings. 
Do you think it's any different, Andrea? I know he's been going at him for a while, and it just seems like it's all talk and no action. Well, it seems uh, when I looked at it and I hear it, you know, I, I to me, if if you take the if you take a, um, a, a, a look at it through the lens, these hearings through the lens of what what was the goal here of these hearings? What was the goal of this person asking these questions? Was the goal in line with what we need? To have happen in this country, i.e. the jackboot of tyranny from a fraud Fauci off of our necks um, versus just enjoying hearing somebody, a Republican in these committees barking at somebody. Uh, no, I mean, this reminded me of Trey Gowdy today. Everybody used to love Trey Gowdy so much. He needs to be attorney general. When did Trey Gowdy ever accomplish anything? When did he ever have a goal of actually holding somebody accountable and, and doing something that actually made that happen? Nothing. And I see the same thing for Rand Paul here. And in fact, I thought Fauci, I, I thought Fauci was grilled, but he wasn't cooked today. In fact, I thought that Fauci held his own against Rand Paul and actually had Rand Paul stuttering at some points. And to me, whatever Fauci decided it would, Go and, and so much of it was about whether or not Fauci was trying to attack or participating in, in, with the media and attacking these doctors and scientists who signed on to the Great Barrington Declaration, which disputed Fauci. Do I think that's important? Yes. Do I think it's as important what possibly Project Veritas is reporting that they buried the fact that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine worked and that the shots didn't? I think that's more important. Because they let Fauci sit there today and say that 900,000 Americans had died from this. Well, actually, 900,000 Americans didn't die from this. I do think it was mentioned today. I'm not sure if it was mentioned. Um, that, But we certainly don't know. I think one instance might have been mentioned that um, of the fact that they were recording COVID people as COVID deaths when they died from something else. They just happened to have, you know, like a motorcycle uh, instance. No, it happened quite a bit. It happened a lot. So they let him say a number out there that wasn't true. Um, and, they, and I have never heard anybody, Ram Paul or anybody else, bust Fauci for pushing these shots out too quickly without proper testing in nine months under the Emergency Authorization Act, which, which had them lying because you can only do that if there's no other alternative treatments. And when Ram Paul is not willing to go there, on the fact that hundreds of thousands of Americans died because they were not allowed to try? Well, that's exactly what he should have said. Hey, there's ivermectin, there's hydroxychloroquine. Why aren't these being given to Americans? Right. Why are they not even allowed just to try it? Even if you don't believe, Fauci, that these work, we have documentation where hospitals around the country were forced to by the courts allow doctors to prescribe these medications for people who were being told that they were going to die and they survived. How can we have in the United States of America, anybody being told they're when they're being told they're going to die, not being allowed to try something that could save their life? Why? So I don't. So I'm not there with Rand Paul being a hero in these hearings. I don't care about these hearings at all. I am so tired of these crappy theatrical productions. I will say, though, I did find it interesting that Ted Cruz today, when he was interviewing what's her face from the FBI, an FBI official uh, over January 6th, he asked her specifically who Ray Epps was, and he asked her if there were, if any FBI agents participated in the riot and, and, um, were participated in any of the acts of violence there, uh, if they, um, if any agents or confidential informants actively encouraged crimes. And she says, sir, I can't answer that. That to me is incredibly telling. 
incredibly telling. That's good information because if they won't answer, it means that they were, right? We know why, we know that Ray Epps was. This is why Ray Epps hasn't been arrested, right? In fact, Ray Epps was, was interviewed before anybody else, right? Before anybody else was interviewed. He was removed from the, from the Temos wanted list. We know that there were also, uh, I don't know how many informants, I think 10 or 11 that were initially rounded up that were part of some group that, that they found on Parlor that was a part of planning this. These 10 or 11 informants actually shared hotel rooms with some of these uh, January 6th defendants who had been arrested and yet none of the informants were arrested. So they, so they were, at, we, it's clear that the FBI was actively involved in the planning and the incitement of whatever violence went on. I think that's absolutely clear. But I'm not going to celebrate this information if there's not something done on the other side. And the Republican Party needs to be demanding accountability. Instead, what we had today was, and the FBI is continuing, we need to completely dismantle the FBI. When was the last time they got a terror, they, they got an actual terrorist attack prevented? This one, they, did, they didn't. Okay, so um, Ted Cruz is coming out hard today because he's wanting to recover himself a little bit after calling this a domestic, uh, a violent domestic terrorist attack. But let's say it was. The FBI... Knew about it in advance, right? And didn't do anything and to stop it. Anything. And they didn't stop it. They participated in it. When was the last time the FBI actually stopped a terrorist attack? Now they've gone from not only not stopping terrorist attacks, they're participating in them. And yet we still have the FBI. Where's the Republican Party today? The, the leaders and the establishment. Oh, I think the same place they have been, Andrea, for the last uh, several months. Uh, nowhere. Right. I want anybody who's running for 2024 to say we need to get rid of the FBI. We, we need with the, the entire FBI, either we need to we need to completely abolish it and get rid of of this bureau or, or it, start fresh or it needs an enema. And the only thing we're going to have left is the one whistleblower out of thirty five thousand employees. We need to start recruiting immediately. Because I, I, I see no reason to keep them around today. The Department of Justice announced they've got their new domestic terrorist unit. One of they they didn't completely. Uh, describe the definition of a domestic terrorist, although they did. It's the the domestic terror unit, although they specifically mention in there those who ascribed to extremist, anti-government, and anti-authority ideologies. Well, doesn't that doesn't that describe MAGA? Because we're about limited government, right? We're about what this what this country was founded on. And there's absolutely nothing going on in the U.S. government today, including the establishment Republican Party. Oh, I was just going to ask again, Andrew, and uh, how many Republican comments have you heard today about this? Right. Well, uh, none. I, but even in general, even beyond just this domestic terrorist unit, if you think about their definition, which is um, uh, anti-government and anti-authority ideologies, what they're talking about here is those of us who want to go back to what America was founded on, which was limited government. This country was not founded on the idea that they were going to tell a business you have to hire a man who, call, who who dresses like a woman, that you have to you know pay people, you have to have a certain number of this kind of people on the boardroom. If you're an individual, you have to get a jab. Um, if you're a restaurant, you you're only allowed to operate if you know um, people show a certain certain papers at the door, or your rest your seats have to be six feet apart. Any you think of all the all the regulations going on in this country, all the government overreach, the taxation going on in this country, 
all the different, the Department of Education should have never been established. Look at the control that they've got over our children and our education system in this country. We shouldn't have most of the departments and agencies we have. We shouldn't have the EPA, right? One, we can't afford them, and two, they're too overreaching. Well, they're, they're exactly overreaching. And now we see, we're going to take a break, we come back, we're going to go down to Georgia, because now we see... The real insurrection could possibly be about to take place. And of course, it's kind of fitting that Biden should go down to Georgia to talk about it with Stacey Abrams, who's been declaring, you know, for years now that she actually won the governorship down there. Although she kind of gave him the cold shoulder down in Georgia today. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about that. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. All right, so um, congratulations, Georgia Bulldogs, by the way. I think I mentioned at the top of the to the show that they actually won the national championship last night. Um, I, no worries, LSU. Our Tigers are going to get back there uh, eventually. It may take us a few years, and that's okay. I'm still on a high after our 2019 season. Um, but speaking of Georgia, so Joe Biden has decided he's he's going to go down there. He's under a lot of pressure uh, right now by the far left fringe. By the, by the Democrat Party in general, right? His poll numbers are tanking. He's not doing well with the COVID situation right now. So they've decided, uh, as they're looking at, I think yesterday, I think the 32nd Democrat has said they're not running for re-election. So they're looking at at, at, at a sweep of completely losing the House. And um, so they, they've got a window to get through everything that they need to do. So they're using their shell, their shell, their cadaver, to go down to Georgia uh, to push through the real insurrection, the real takeover attempt of the United States of America, which is and trying to do it by playing the race card. So he so Biden goes down to Georgia and um, to give a speech on the, quote, voting rights legislation and that uh, they're trying to force through. Uh, with the, uh, by car- doing a carve out and removing the filibuster, which requires 60 votes in the Senate to pass this legislation. So he's gone down there to officially and they don't care that they don't care how hypocritical this is. They don't care that Chuck Schumer referred to this just a few years ago, that if the Republicans got rid of the filibuster, it would be the death of democracy. And this you think they care about hypocrisy being called out for that? Heck no. But they care about power. And so Biden goes down to Georgia. And one of the first things that happened is he's asked about why Stacey Abrams isn't going to be at the event. Right. Um, and he, the reporter says, are, are you insulted that Stacey Abrams isn't, isn't going to be at this event with you today? And he's like, oh, I'm insulted by the question. Stacey Abrams is a hero. And of course, you know how Biden is. Right. I mean, he's got to He's got to overpunch everything. Right. He's got to his, his he overcompensates with anger and with being Mr. Tough Talk. Look, here's the deal, okay? Stacey Abrams, you got the president of the United States coming to town. It, there is nothing that could be a scheduling conflict for you, okay? Particularly if you're somebody that wants to run for president at some point where we're here and she wants to run for governor and then her plan is to be, you know, president of the United States at some point. Do you really believe there's a scheduling conflict? Again? No, she just wanted to be nowhere near Joe Biden. Right. Nowhere near him. That's how bad his poll numbers are. 
right? In fact, it was stupid for him to go. If he couldn't even, if he couldn't even get Stacey Abrams to do a photo op with him, he needed to stay out of yeah, GA. Don't he needed to stay out of GA. So then, of course, being Joe Biden, what he does is he's got to go and overcompensate with this phony tough guy routine like he did on the when he dared to do a campaign event and five people showed up. Of course, the only people who ever showed up for a Joe Biden event back in, in 2020 were, you know, Trump people and of which he tried to challenge one to an arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Right, remember funny. that? Yeah. yeah. So that's practically what he did on the microphones today. And of course, he you know overcompensates. This is the man who was uh, rightfully called out for being a bigot and being pro segregation and anti busing, uh, Joe Biden. So he goes, "I'm tired of being quiet. It's time we've got to stop." We've got to stop the Republicans for, for, from suppressing the votes and denying black people uh, the right to vote. And it was in an absolutely disgusting display. All he needed to do was be waving around a chain. It was like, you know, and threatening corn pop, right? Um, I think they are actually going to try. I, I have not heard. Manchin said today, Manchin is still saying he's not going to go along with this carve he out. He seems pretty firm. He seems pretty firm that he's, that he's not going to carve out. Uh, it's called a carve out because supposedly the plan is we'll only get rid of the filibuster for this particular piece of legislation. But what's got Manchin worried is that it's not going to end it with that. And what about cinema, right? Um, uh, I, I I don't know. I haven't heard that she's made any statements on it. I think all eyes are on Manchin because um, they have fifty. So really, if they lose him, they they've lost. That's true. That's very and, true. And so I think, and I think the reason why the focus is on Mansion is that he's been around a lot longer, and he's got a lot more people that he's friends with in the Republican Party. And I'm thinking that he's going to try to pull some Republicans with him. And I'm thinking that they think that he can make that happen. And I think that if Mansion thinks he can find a couple Republicans to go along with him, um, I think he will go for it. I do. That's my take on it. Um, what I ask for for from conservatives in the media is to stop referring to this as voting rights legislation. This has nothing to do with voting rights. In fact, this has everything to do with denying me and every other American citizen our right to vote. Just like passing the in New York, passing that eight hundred thousand people can vote is is what that is is the denial of eight hundred thousand U.S. citizens the right to vote by denying their vote by having an illegal steal their vote away from them. This is about stealing the votes of 330 million Americans by centralizing it. This is the real coup attempt. This is the real insurrection going on in this country. And if you're against it, if you're against this kind of government overreach, then they've got you under the domestic terrorism unit because you're anti-government. Right? According to them. This is incredibly dangerous. And again, I'm not hearing I'm not hearing the, the cries from the Republican Party. This is why I'm actually a little bit nervous that Manchin might find some Republicans to pull into this. Where the Republican Party should be united today. No, we're not going down. This is this is attempting to centralize these the, the our elections in DC is the theft of our nation. That's what this is. It includes Making it, it includes setting up a system to where if you have a state that decides to do something on their own, there's going to be a panel of unelected people that will have the decision making when it comes to all the elections in our nation. We're done at that point. And what worries me, Andrea, is we had the same thing happen with the infrastructure. The Republicans were quiet and, you know, I believe it was 10 of them went along with it. And I, you know, potentially see the same thing happening here. Right. 
I think that we could have some Republicans going, well, you know, we're, we're not going to allow for this. We got to reach across the aisle. I'm hoping it doesn't happen. But do you trust Mitch McConnell? Mitch McConnell, who came out last January and basically said that Donald Trump basically said the same thing that Liz Cheney is saying that Donald Trump, what he did was he, he incited, a, I can't remember the exact words he used, but he said that Donald Trump was was to blame for what happened for the, quote, insurrection. And what happened on January 6th last year was not an insurrection, but this is. And the Republican Party needs to be calling it that. Because I can see him just doing it just to spite Trump. This includes making permanent all the mechanisms of fraud that were in place for mail-in ballots, absentee ballots. It makes it illegal to require a voter ID in this country. Call your representatives, because if this yeah. goes through, you're, you can kiss your country goodbye. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, they, what will happen is there'll be some negotiations behind the scenes. There'll be some districts that are allowed to go Republican and to make it look like we've got, you know, some kind of system of elections out there and I'll be phony, kind of like, kind of like in Venezuela, kind of like Hugo Chavez, right? I mean, they, they go through the motions of elections to make the citizens think that they've actually got a say so in a voice and they don't. We will never have a free and fair election again if this goes through. And, the, and how you can know that is because when they have a mechanism in place that involves these unelected bureaucrats that have the final say, should a state try to do anything that not elected, the, that, that should a state try to do anything that they have every right under the U.S. Constitution to do because it's at the state level in which our elections are supposed to be controlled through the legislation, through the legislators that represent you, the constituents. That can get stopped at the federal level. This is a complete federal seizure of our elections, and we're toast if it goes through. And that's why Joe Biden used the anger that he did. He overcompensates because he knows what he's doing is wrong. And they've got to, they've got to try to use the, the overdramatic, melodramatic anger. I'm so angry about what the Republicans are trying to do. And what scares me is that we, it, it, this is, this is a we're here because for too many years, we as Republicans and conservatives allowed this race card. We allowed the identity politics game to be used against us. If we, you know, wanted it to enforce immigration policies, we hated brown people, right? If we wanted traditional marriage, we hated gay people. Now, if you don't, if you don't want your your five year old child to change his name from Steve to Sally and go on puberty blockers, right? You you hate trans people and you you want them to die. And here we are. Now, these identity identity politics game uh, rules, the race card is being used to seize control of our elections. Now, who out there is the Republicans is standing up against this? I'm not hearing anybody. I'm hearing nothing. No. Let me remind everybody, we got to get active at our local level. I, I need you to think about running for office. There, how many offices did you say on the show the other night, Andrea? They're vacant. There are over 230 seats in San Diego County, where Democrats are running unopposed. Not all of them compensate and pay money, um, like to be a school board trustee, but, but this is, that's where the battle is, right, for the, for, the, for the future, is in these school boards. So I know that it takes time to run for office. Some of the positions don't pay anything, but let me tell you what the payoff is. It's the preservation of America. It's the res- restoration of our freedoms. And when I see... Thousands of, of San Diegans taken taken to the streets this weekend in Freedom Revival 2022. A certain percentage of you San Diegans need to go to San Diego uh, Republicans.org and you need to look at the 230 seats and see about running some and some of them are paid. 
So I know it's a grind. I know with cancel culture, it's not just a grind. It's, um, and you look at the way they're mocking. I opened the show by talking about how they're, they're saying it's, it's ghoulish, but it's necessary to mock those that are anti-vaxxers. That means it's tough to run for office. Well, think about it now, Andrew. If they, if, if nobody fills those vacancies and the Democrats win all those positions, we're cancel culture. We're going to all be canceled. Well, we've got an opportunity. One of the things Brian Maloney mentioned uh, last week when he was on the show, Red Wave America, he's like, look, the Americans are so fed up right now with what's going on. If there's ever a time for you to ease into a seat as a Republican, this would be the year. This would be the year. Some of the, I know it's a grind. I know it's tough on your families. Some, some, some elected offices more than others. So go look at the list. Go to San Diego County, San Diego Republicans.org. Look at the list. There's also a training. Uh, beginning the 21st, they've got a, they've got a training uh, classes that are starting up to teach you how to run. It only costs $100. We've got to do this because you know what? The Democrats are active. Look, those 230 seats, they all have Democrats running. We don't have one. And we're talking city council positions across this uh, country. A couple of mayor things out there, too. A couple of mayor positions. And these are paid, by the way. So why not? Why not? All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment for tonight's show. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Yo, I am so excited. Before the break, I was telling you guys, we have over 230 seats in San Diego that have Democrats running unopposed. We've got to get active and start running for office. I know how hard it is. But look, there's people out there uh, with the San Diego Republicans dot org. You can go there to see the 230 seats. They have a they have a, a, a leadership conference to teach you how to run for office. It's only a hundred dollars. I think that begins on the 21st. I just got a text. I'm not going to give her name. She's a local patriot who's uh, planning to run for office, but she's not ready to make the the uh, the announcement yet. So I'm not going to give her name. But I cannot tell y'all how. Much this does my heart and and Tater Skin's heart good to know that that we've got this got a big gr- big grin on my face when you told me right and and not just because we know that this person is so extraordinary but because um you know this this is just a citizen who's like I got to get active I got to get out there and run for office and do my part and that that leaves two hundred twenty nine other other seats out there so do please think about getting active and if you can't run for office. <clears throat> that's not something you can do. Maybe you know somebody who could. Yeah, pass it along. Pass it along. Encourage them to do it. Uh, support somebody who's running for office. Get active in their campaign. Campaign. Uh, if if uh, w- for those who are running for office, it, and if it is even a Democrat running uh, unopposed this year, we've got to do more than just go and vote on the midterms for for whoever's running for Congress, and then then the, all the other seats. We don't even know who they are. We just fill in whatever dot, or we don't Andrea, even bother the to vote. Of just voting is over. That, well, well, right. But half the time when people go and vote for Congress, they don't even know who the names are of the other people. There's so much we've got to do to get active. And so that's how I'm, I'm glad to end the show on a positive note tonight. But I'm still thinking about my friend who lost and, and I, uh, today from COVID and I just thoughts and prayers for him and his family. And for you guys out there, my family on Facebook and my listenership, I love you guys so much. Thank you for loving me and we'll see you all tomorrow night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.